1: Mondays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up and this week you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up. After download in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: This Monday on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly, a Michigan State fan behind the glass, had to throw a shot the minute I walked in. He goes, you see that video of Michigan during the college football playoff announcement when instead of Florida State at four, it was Alabama, and there was like a, oh. He goes, I guess they're upset because they had already stolen Florida state signs. I looked at him and said, No, Michigan's earned everything. The narrative, as Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com said, is over. You can't call them cheaters. If they had a rogue assistant or two, those guys will be gone. Hardball got suspended six games out of 12. Enough punishment. Moving on. Yeah, the guys are sitting there at their indie hotel eating breakfast. They're thinking Florida State's gonna pop up, but as I told Russ and Cole and Raz, who will disagree with me on everything. We're golfing one time, I go look at the sunrise. He goes, No, that's the moon. I'm like, it's a sunrise. He goes, Moon. Look, moon. He disagrees. He's one of those friends where we disagree on everything. Uh We never agree on anything. So I tell them after Florida State hung on in a god-awful game, I was going back and forth between Florida State and Iowa-Michigan. Barf football. Oh, it was disgusting. But Florida State needed an impressive performance with their third-string QB. And when that game was over, and Texas had taken care of business earlier in the day and just hammered Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State, Michigan won, and Alabama, that wasn't an upset. They whipped Georgia's behind. Georgia didn't play anybody all year. Their biggest win was Missouri at home. That's why I told them. I said, look, this I, I would have put Alabama at three, even though Texas beat them because they just beat the number one team and won the SEC championship. That's what I, I would have done, even with Texas beating them. So originally, I predicted that it would be Michigan, Washington, obviously. I thought Alabama would get to three because they beat the number one team. And then there was that debate on number four. And I'm, I'm looking at it saying it's going to be Alabama. You know, it... The fourth, Texas was a lock once they won. Because they would have been the fourth spot if Georgia would have won, right? And that was evident by Alabama being number four. Florida State wasn't in the mix. I'm sorry. Well, you're undefeated. They won the ACC. You're undefeated. Hey, how'd undefeated work for Notre Dame when they got waxed in the BCS championship by Notre Dame? Uh, Undefeated. Then everyone's going to schedule cupcakes all year. Oh, man, who'd Alabama beat, man? Who'd they beat? They just beat the number one team in the country who was number one in every college football playoff ranking until the last one when they bottomed out at number six. Because now you started to compare resumes. That's what it's about, and it's the CBS eyeball test, I've always called it. Anybody who knows football, and you watched Alabama and Florida State in their separate games on Saturday, it was simple to understand who the better football team was. Yeah, man, but Florida State's undefeated, man. It doesn't matter. Michigan's the overall number one seed because of two games they won at Penn State, big boy game, top 10 in the final college football playoff rankings. And they beat the number two team at home. That's it. We, we knew where their season was all offseason. It was in those two games. Oh, Washington. Hey, you know what? Washington got a couple of wins over Oregon. That's why they're number two. Michigan's are still better. At Penn State, they didn't have to go to Oregon and win, right? That's a Michigan's win at Penn State is why they're number one. Okay, so now we're going to drop and we're going to say Texas at number three because they won at Alabama, and Alabama just beat Georgia. I mean, it's simple to do this Final Four math. Oh, but all these rioters, Nicole Auerbach, all, all the same snipers on Michigan. Oh, Florida State got robbed. Did you see who Florida State played this year? Oh, yeah, they beat LSU. Neutral site. Not in Baton Rouge. So do the math here. I want to tell you Florida State's opponent's records. If we can, please. They started the season off with a nice win. Against LSU, neutral site, LSU ended up 9-3. Oh, then they beat Southern Miss, 3-9 team. Boston College, 6-6 team. Clemson, 8-4 Clemson team. And Clemson missed a field goal at the end to win it. The walk-on kid did who had his parents. He's like a science major. They all had his jersey on, and he just shanked it. Oh, they beat Vatek, 6-6 team. Syracuse, 6-6. Duke, 7-5. Wake Forest, 4-8 team. Pitt, 3-9. Miami of Florida, 7-5. North Alabama, 3-8. And, and they beat Florida, 5-7 team. And they had a nice win over Louisville in the ACC title game. Okay. Regular season record of their opponents, 67-76. and 76. Where's, the, where's the big boy road win? You'll say Clemson. They're an 8-14 this year. It's not Clemson from two years ago playing for the national championship. My God, you know, the, this Nicole Auerbach, how in the hell she ever got on TV? Big Ten Network, NBC, or dad must own the damn station. Pete Thamel, uh, these nerds. You know, I love McAfee on game day. He's brought a lot of juice because he's a normal guy. You got Pete Thamel going, I have an update that someone has a sprained
2: toe. Back to you.
1: Breaking news: There's a sprained toe in college football. We'll have the latest after this timeout. Firstly, Corso, I'm going to wheel him out there. And see if he can make one more pick. Superfly, you sign stealing. That Michigan was upset; they had to play Alabama. No, they're not upset. You know why? Alabama almost lost to New Mexico, or New Mexico State beat Auburn, and Alabama had a miracle win, fourth and thirty-one against Auburn. Alabama's not the same Alabama. They don't have the dynamic wide receivers. They were a wide receiver factory for a decade, if not longer. And a running back factory. They don't have. They don't have Gibbs. Hey, he's a lion, and we'll get to the nine and three Lions in a moment. Hammer and Hank. 21 or nothing. And Superfly texts me and says, Dad is all excited. All of a sudden he texts me in the second half. Dad says, same old Lions. I'm watching it going. If they blow this game after the start of the season, it's done. It's done. I'm getting that little pulsing. I haven't had a Lions headache too often. Second half of Seattle game when I was there. Uh, entire Baltimore game where I'm just popping Advil like they're Skittles. And they held on. So we'll get to the Lions. We will. But Alabama, they don't have a stud running back. They, their quarterback is their best running back. They still got athletes on defense. They do. You can look at them and what they did against Georgia. Michigan on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board. They're a one-point favorite. One-point favorite, which is basically a coin flip game. And you know what? You're down to the final four. You're going to get a tough game. Florida State, I'm kind of going to go along this way. And I'm going to say like Georgia when they struggled against Ohio State, the high of winning the SEC, right? Michigan, you don't want Alabama in a championship game. You'll take them now. They got a quarterback with speed. That concerns me, the edge speed. But I do look at this Michigan defense that I've seen in person all season long. I think it's the fastest to the ball at all positions that I've ever seen. Nick Saban. Former Michigan State coach. I, I love how the Michigan State fans are like latching on. Were you latching on when he was like hanging 60 on D'Antonio? The desperation of some of these Michigan State fans. I walk in and Superfly goes, roll tide With the worst Southern accent I've ever heard. Michigan was shocked, like a lot of people were, not me, when Alabama came up. They weren't afraid to play them. They're trying to spin this with, oh, look at Michigan. They're sitting here eating their uh, scrambled eggs and bacon and uh, bagels and cream cheese, and they're, uh, they're worried. No. They got a month to prepare. They can come out and play a half just like they did against TCU last year in the first half. I said it right away. Michigan will need their best performance of the year, something similar to the Ohio State game. And I think J.J. will even need to be better if he has time and have an at-Ohio State game that they'll need to beat Alabama. But it's not the same Alabama. See, it's kind of like everyone's looking at Florida State's schedule. and Oh, they beat Clemson. Oh, my God, look who they beat. They beat Florida. Did you see the records of these teams? I will tell you, if you watched any of the championship games, I think Oregon is still better than Florida State. I think Georgia is still better than Florida State. Out of what I watched this weekend, I'm talking championship weekend. Out of, out of all the conference champions, which by the way, People are like, oh, Bama stole that, man. They stole it. Nick Saban, man. They just saw It's the SEC. They won the SEC championship. Oh, man, they lost at home to Texas. Uh, Texas is the number three team in the college football playoff. Playoff. (laughs) When we get the French, the playoff. Is it a playoff? In this love affair with Florida State here, you know what? Nothing against Florida State being left out yesterday. You know what sucks February in Michigan. <laughs> They're in Tallahassee. Go go hang out by the pool and whine and cry. You're in Tallahassee, Florida. Michigan and Alabama, Washington and Texas, and the winners will advance to Houston. So, if you're a Michigan fan, you don't want Texas winning that game and having home state advantage. You prefer Michigan-Washington. I mean, Washington-Texas could be like 67-60. Seriously. But this isn't the same old Alabama team, but I will tell you, they have athletes on defense. They still do. They get after it, just like they got after Georgia. Georgia. They have some athletes getting after it. And Michigan has athletes. But their play calling, and again, I I guess if you're Harbaugh back on the sidelines, that conservative crap that we saw against TCU in the first half, that we witnessed against Iowa, he had better have his best game plan and play calling since the game at Ohio State. All I can say as I'm watching it and arguing with Raz and Russ and Cope and the crow and Casey Gelsma got a free pass from his wife. He gets three hours every month. He doesn't have to be at home. And others. I, I didn't know every – oh, we had a ton of – I, I, I don't know everybody's name. I know faces. I do. I know faces gosh there's a listener now from Muskegon Superfly that was there at the house party with us and I'm like, he's a longtime listener. Who's the guy from Muskegon that calls once in a while? It's not Chuck. Uh, and now I'm gonna and I talk with him he's a good dude. really good dude. That's not Maury. Maury's from Kentwood. is Kentwood by? Muskegon? You can hear 96-1, the game, our flagship station in Muskegon all the way down in the Kalamazoo. I was locked in on the game. It wasn't all social for me. Plus, I'm arguing with Raz about everything. He's a Michigan State fan, which, by the way, I'll deliver a huge opinion on Michigan State. Hey, Jonathan Smith bringing in reports say, I saw on 3.com the red shirt freshman stud four-star QB who – Reportedly, will follow him to Michigan State, where that guy knows his offense. I like Smith. He he's doing more. It, it, I'm telling you, man, it it won't be as quick as you want, but it might be two years before they can get to a bowl game. But I like the dude. I really do. Let's go to Dave and Plainwell. Uh, you're on the huge show across Michigan.
2: Yeah, this draw that Michigan's got. I'm not, I'm not a Michigan guy, but I'm just telling you that this draw is not designed for, for Alabama or Michigan to win this thing. Look at this. They got, the, they got Michigan and Alabama going to the Rose Bowl, Washington going all the way across the country to play Texas in Louisiana, and the winner of that game gets to play down the road 25 miles from Texas's campus.
1: Austin wouldn't be 25 miles, Dave, and I appreciate the call from Plainwell. I lived in Austin. From Houston, it's about two hours. But it's close. And Louisiana is the next state over. Again, I'm not going to give a geography class on air because I know you guys love that. I was shocked when they said Rose Bowl. But they're looking at the TV matchup, and I'm telling you, Rose Bowl had to be 5 o'clock. So... the best TV matchup would have been Michigan-Alabama, but I think Michigan had their choice as the one seed. I believe that. We'll talk to Ballas later. They chose not to go to the Sugar Bowl, where it would be home cooking for Alabama. So they, that's why they're out in the Rose Bowl. I don't, I don't think it's rigged on that. Like I said, you want to stay away from Texas and Houston. That would be, be an away game in the title game. Alabama's beatable. I, I think they're still doing grass at the Rose Bowl. I don't think they've gone synthetic, but all these stadiums flip. I, I think it's still grass. I think that's a plus for Michigan. It's going to be a war game. I, it, is that game 24-21 one way or another? And the play calling, the run-run pass play calling by Harbaugh, I get it was Iowa. But I get you wanted to win and just get to the college football playoff and you win the Big Ten title. And why is every pass a 40-yard out pass? What about down the seams like you did at Ohio State? I like the play calling better when Harbaugh wasn't there. There you go. You want to get the white elephant out in the room right now? There you go. It's kind of like Juwan Howard. They're a better basketball team when he's not on the bench. And that's my huge opinion. Florida State is not better than Alabama. Well, it's your body of work. It's the season. Their quality road win is what? Eight and four Clemson? 8-4 and Clemson. We do have our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. I hope when you were celebrating a Lions victory yesterday and you're 21 and up, you enjoyed that adult crafted cocktail, blue raspberry lemonade and vodka. Look for it at your local pub, bar, restaurant or store here in Michigan. And also when you're going to Ford Field, they're serving up Honolulu Blue. You'll see the kiosk where you can Grab a Honolulu Blue when you're watching the Lions. I'm going to get to the Lions in the next segment. Huge opinion. Galore. Huge opinions, plural. Now, our Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day. Do you think Florida State got robbed not getting in? You got to bring me some facts because that's all i deliver for you. I'm like a walking encyclopedia. one 866 838 4843 that's one That is on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, they're a Michigan-based bank with locations all across the state. And They're not closing locations. They're expanding because of the service needed in areas all across Michigan. They're good people. Let's go to Aaron and Jenison listening on our flagship station, 96.1 The Game. You're on the HUGE show.
3: Thanks, Bill. So I think Michigan's going to have to pass the ball to set up the run. They're not going to run up the middle against any of these teams. Amen. They're not going to be able. They're not going to be able to run two running plays the entire day over left guard and right guard. And can somebody please get Morgan on the field?
1: Oh my God, is that guy? Uh, he is he just flat out electric. How about a quick slant? How about? I, I'm telling you, man. And I've said this all along. And they are undefeated. Okay. <laughs> but hardball didn't coach the two biggest games. <laughs> Is Bill saying the team would be better off without Hardball? No, I'm not. It's Chuck. It was Chuck in Muskegon. Yeah. It was Chuck in Muskegon, the listener. He was at Russ's house in the man cave watching the game. People want autographs while I'm watching a game. I can't do that. Grab me a Honolulu Blue. Can you give me a, how about halftime? Okay. My son's nine. He listens to you every day on his way to Little League Baseball. I looked at the kid and said, can you come back at halftime? I'm watching a game. He sniffled. It wasn't crying. Emotionally upset that his idol said, can you come back at halftime? And also when I'm done with Coop's cheese dip. (laughs) All right. So I want to hear from everybody because all you've been jibber jabbering at a huge show on Twitter, the huge show on Facebook, all poor Florida State. And I love this. Oh, we need a new system. You got a new one next year. You got a 12-team expanded playoff. And then they're going to complain about who gets in at 13. Oh, I can't believe a three-loss team got in in front of a two-loss team. It's not just about record. Well, they won the conference championship. So Texas, so Alabama, so Washington, and so did Michigan. Michigan. And by the way, the Big Ten was recognized as the toughest conference this year. Three teams in the top ten most of the season. Three. Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. And they got the number one seed. But Florida State, they beat LSU, what, back in June? (laughs) When did uh, Florida State play LSU? Like uh, Father's Day? They're a good team. They're not a great team. That's it. So you can answer the question. You can join in. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Also, the NCAA portal is open. Buckeyes QB McCord shocked the world and said, I'm done. He doesn't, he's getting blamed for everything. He played well against Michigan. Matter of fact, I didn't think they threw enough. They got Marvin Harrison, marvelous Marvin Harrison Jr. Throw to him every time. Oh, another scapegoat for Ryan Day and the Ohio State fans. Oh, it's sign stealing. It's, uh, hey, uh, it's, the wind was blowing. Oh, someone will grab him in a heartbeat. What if J.J. was leaving and McCord became the Michigan quarterback? Mm. So we have a lot to get to. Huge opinions on the Lions win over the Saints. What a start and also what a finish by that defense. And LaPorta and Goff with some big footballs throws to seal it. So you can join in. Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's one 838 huge At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.
0: From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is HUGE. Stack your
4: cart with Meyer Savings. This year, give the gift of savings from Meijer.
0: Santa
5: Bucks will save you plenty.
4: Plus, stack your savings when you shop super low prices with the Meyer Super Sale. Ho, ho, ho. Savings for all. Don't wait to shop and save with Super Sale and Santa Bucks. This Friday and Saturday only at Meyer. Plus, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: Get your groove on. Everybody get Friday, up. Friday, December
4: 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and
1: Resort. Huge show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Mondays mean we break down the Lions, Michigan, Michigan State, and more. We got the transfer portal. McCord, the Ohio State QB, is gone. He's not going to take all the blame with that clown day. How many more things can Ohio State fans blame on Michigan or their own players? Andrew Grassheis, a good friend. And by the way, congrats to Andrew and the entire team. I think over 4,000 people at the Ada Chili Cook-Off and Beer Festival. All the proceeds benefit the Ronald McDonald House of West Michigan. It was an amazing experience. saw Dave Brandt, the former national champion, University of Michigan, and NFL offensive lineman. Coach Blackwire... Offensive coordinator from South Christian was there with this family. Just good people for a great cause. Wonderful chili and beverages there in Ada. Well done, and community church is a benefactor, and also giving back The Ronald McDonald House. Speaking of giving back, this week, Thursday and Friday, I'll be broadcasting live, previewing, and talking about the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital Radiothon. I'll be in the lobby at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital. What they do for kids and families, it's God's work, it is. Now, Tim Fagan heads up I West Michigan. He's the boss. And he asked me, hey, could you step up and be involved more? And I said, you bet, what do you need? He so said, let's do two statewide broadcasts. Let's help raise money for Helen DeVos Children's Hospital and what they do and what they'll keep on doing. That's in partnership with our flagship station, 96 Won the Game, and their sister stations, Star 105.7. Is that correct? And also B93. So, Thursday and Friday, I'll be in the lobby at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital for the annual Helen DeVos Children's Radio Found, and I'll give you details then on how you can donate and be a part of it. Why not? We'll have a little downtime this week. We got the Lions coming up. Next weekend, but for the kids, same thing with Andrew Grassheis and what they did with the they a chili cook-off and beer festival. And Andrew did tweet out. He's a Michigan fan. And he talked about that that's something you would never see in the culture at Michigan where a guy is blamed and then he leaves. But I, I, I do stop for a second. you know, As I do think about things, Cade McNamara was treated that way with everybody wanting J.J., he was. Let's be honest. Shea Patterson deserved all the grief that he got and more. He just never made the commitment off the field. But Cade McNamara, there, you know, he, he took a lot of heat and he went to Iowa, which ironically that could have been McNamara versus JJ if Cade would have stayed healthy all year. I agree, Michigan has a better culture than Ohio State, but... Cade McNamara took a lot of grief and never really did anything. And on the way out, you're always a bad guy. You are. Pistons fans loved Rasheed when he was wearing a Pistons uniform and you hated him. When he was wearing another uniform, same thing with Rodman. We can go down the list. It's how it works uh, in sports. By the way, I want to give some love to Jim Leland. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. All I posted when I shared that news yesterday from the Tigers was 2006 and 2013 World Series that were totally mismanaged by Jim Leland. But beyond that, enjoy the Hall of Fame, Jim. Thanks for taking away two parades down Woodward. I appreciate it. Now, the next parade could be the Wings. They're playing great hockey, I'm telling you. The pickup of Kane just it, it gave him a championship feel off the ice and on the ice. I'm telling you, that was such... A big pickup. Can the Lions have a parade? I will say after watching the Eagles and the Niners, unless the Niners get injuries, they're going to be a tough out the rest of the way. They were so impressive what they did at Philly. For the Lions to go there in the NFC Championship game you have to remember that point, all the pressure's on the Niners. I think Philly's beatable. You know, Hurts, he he runs a lot. They, I'm, I'm telling you, can they keep it up? I think they're gonna turn around and lose to the Cowboys. So Philly could end up being a wild card team. So you're looking at the potential playoff tree with the Lions now nine and three. Unbelievable start. In the middle, looked like they were going to give it away. And in the end, they made plays when they had to on defense, offense, and special teams. They did. They made plays. Goff made a couple of big penthouse, top shelf NFL QB throws. He did. Laporta, how good is that tight end? Hammer and Hank Hayes and the Hayes family, they had kinfolk, as they said, coming in. I, Again, I haven't heard kinfolk use since maybe Beverly Hillbillies, but I'm glad your relatives could come in. And they watch the Lions. Only problem is their relatives are all from the bayou in Louisiana. And Superfly said, I can't understand half of them. It's like I'm living a live water boy theatrical performance in our house. Or watching Gator Boys when they got subtitles. Okay, you ever remember that Gator Boy? They had subtitles. Subtitles. And they're speaking, I guess it's English. it no, dimbo. What? What? That was a good win, man. Just get a W. Because now you're looking at San Francisco, Detroit. If there's a way the Lions could win out and steal, I think their only path to getting home field advantage is to win every remaining game. And you watch Denver, they didn't look that good. And C.J. Stroud, speaking of Ohio State quarterbacks, rookie of the year, he's in the MVP conversation right there with Brock Purdy in my mind. Go to Chuck in Muskegon. That this is the guy that you know Russ and Todd Sims, who got a free pass. He he broke out of his wife's prison and was able to uh, come watch the game for a little bit with us. Chuck is from Muskegon. Had called the show before. I met him and his buddies. That was awesome. How you doing, Chuck?
3: Good, huge. It was a pleasure to meet you. Um, it was we had a good time that night. Sorry, I uh, stole your seat there. I felt bad that you had to move to the side of the room. <laughs>
1: yeah, when I when I first met you, I'm like you guys sat up like blocking my view, and and being the nice I guy I, was, I am, I didn't say what I wanted to say. I said I'll just move over here. I wanted to say bleepity bleep bleep, but I said you know what, your friends of uh, Russ and Todd Sims seeing Todd actually out in public is like citing... Bigfoot or something, so it was a good time.
3: Well, that was great. Um, I just, um, I just, I had just turned the radio on. I I didn't realize you had uh, said some nice things earlier, but uh, just wanted, uh, you got my attention when you said um, Jim Leland was going into the Hall of Fame, and quite frankly, I, I know this is going to, you know, Maybe not be a popular comment, but I think he's one of the worst managers in the history of baseball. I think the guy was horrible. Whoa, and I know, don't know where I why. stand.
1: If you listen to this show, I've been on the air since. Pathetic. Yeah, I've, I've been on the air since 2001 statewide, and uh, Jim Jim Leland with the talent and the money and Mister Ellich and everything he had, uh, he he mismanaged the Tigers, cost them at least two World Series rings. Minimum two World Series rings. Cost him another spot in the playoffs when he didn't play his starters, and Minnesota came back and got that one-game playoff, and if you remember, uh, he said afterwards, I think, something like, why didn't Verlander come in to try and get a W? He says, I was saving Verlander for the Yankee Series, which never happened.
3: Yeah, uh, we could go on and on and on. Uh, he he also had a quote about um, Magler-Odonia's uh, not being able to hit right-handed pitchers, he's a three twelve lifetime hitter. Three uh, he... twelve lifetime hitters can hit lefties and righties. He brought Zach Miner in when he had Brandon Lyon and he had oh. Fernando Rodney and that four four tie. Oh. And he took and 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 he didn't. Um, he just Man. you know, and he then he waited for Zach Miner to hit a guy, walk a guy, give up two hits, and mm. then he pulled. Him. I mean, he just the guy just never got it. He pulled Scherzer in the World Series with ninety pitches. I mean, he's just.
1: Well, Scherzer asked out, though. Scherzer said he was, like, gassed or something, which, you know, was kind of weak.
3: Yeah, I don't know if I believe that or not, Uh, but I don't know.
1: And also, I give Dombrowski some heat, too. He deserves some for never giving them a championship bullpen when they had all these future uh, Cy Young Award winners, and when they had Cabrera, and they had Mags, and they had all these guys, they would just have garbage in the bullpen. And, Chuck, I appreciate you listening to Muskegon on 96 won the game. And it was awesome seeing you at uh, Russ's house with the crew. Todd Sims got the one-day pass. First time he's been allowed outside by his wife in six and a half years. Thank you, Todd. That was beautiful. And Chuck did remark when we were grabbing some of Coop's cheese dip. He said, does Mark Rasmussen disagree with everything you say? I said, yeah. He's a Michigan State fan. He goes, oh, that explains it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Honolulu Blue. Uh, Jim Leland. I, my God, when I saw Hall of Fame, no way in hell he deserved to get in. Honolulu Blue, huge questions of the day. Your thoughts on the Lions win? I'll get into that game, break it down more. Michigan as the overall number one seed in the college football playoff and was Florida State robbed? You can join us at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook, and opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to
0: 21,000. Everything HUGE 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
1: distillery.
6: Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at a place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at TheUrbanU.com. That's TheUrbanU.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to TheUrbanU.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Huge Show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you're a Pistons or NBA fan, there's basically action every day of the week. So new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up then can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five bucks on your favorite basketball team. Win or lose, you'll get the 150 instantly. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And as I mentioned, new customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Now, if you miss any of our huge opinions, interviews, hours, or full shows, Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts.
0: Big, bad, huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network.
1: Mondays on the HUGE show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up and this week you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up. After downloading downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin our number two on a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings. Lions are nine and three. Michigan is the overall number one seed in the college football playoff, taking on Nick Saban and Alabama at the Rose Bowl on January first at five PM. Night game will be Washington and Texas. At the Sugar Bowl. And some will say, well, why'd they put the West Coast team last? They want to grab some of that primetime ratings. And the Rose Bowl had to be a five. And I think Michigan had the choice where they wanted to go. And knowing Harbaugh, feeling nostalgic. A lot of Michigan fans are back in Florida State because they wanted Florida State there without a quarterback. they That's all that is. All this state of Michigan support for Florida State are Michigan fans who wanted to play Florida State. Beating Saban and Alabama to get to the title game. Could you imagine that? Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us in a moment. Jeff Risden from the Lions wire and draft wire on the Lions. Unbelievable start and an unbelievable finish. In their nine and they're 9-3. Rizzy will be in the hissy here in about 20 minutes. Clayton Safey for the Wolverine.com will also join us, and Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit. We did throw out our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Was Florida State robbed? I say no. They didn't beat anybody, they beat LSU in a neutral site look at the record or records plural of all the teams they played Florida State didn't play squat ACC was horrible and you know what if you do the power five this is pretty simple math for where the final four went in my mind with committee Michigan three Big Ten teams still in the top ten best conference this year at the top it was I'm not going to say Big Ten West that was garbage SEC, they finish fourth because Alabama got beat by Texas and Alabama had to hang on against Auburn and they beat the number one team in the country. So that superseded any win Florida State had and Alabama was a conference champion. I'll say this, if Alabama had beaten Georgia in the regular season to end the year and they didn't win the conference title, that would have been Florida State. So in the Power Five, the weakest conference this year was what? The ACC. Where's Florida State from? The ACC. Yeah, you know me. You down with ACC? Yeah, you know me. You don't want me busting out old school rhymes. I'll do tone-loke wild thing. Freelance into vanilla ice. So if you want to join in, that Honolulu Blue, huge question of the day. Did Florida get robbed? Florida State. And then your thoughts on Michigan. That was a snoozer game, and I just yeah, This run, run, pass. I, I get it was Iowa, and you were just packing it in and trying to get out of there. They will need a dynamic game plan to beat Alabama. They will. They will need a dynamic game plan, just like when they won at Ohio State. The year before last. They're going to need something dynamic. Not the game plan we saw to start the TCU game. Second half game plan where they were just freestyling was unbelievable. But you know what? Michigan is the overall number one seed. They're undefeated. I am not going to toot my horn that in August, on huge prediction day, I said Michigan State 4-8 and eight, and Michigan 13-0. Huh. Oh, I notice none of the accolades are coming my way, are they? So if you want to join in 1866-838-4843, that's 1866-838HUGE. Chris Ballas, Superfly tells me will join us momentarily. Let's go to Maury in Kentwood. <clears throat> Listening on ninety six one the game. You're on the huge show.
7: Huge, man. Listen, I agree with like pretty much everything you said in your perspective on this. This is why I think they got jobs, though. Because if their quarterback would have got hurt against Louisville, they would. I, I just don't see them saying, you know, they're blaming it on that, and, and we all know that. If that injury happens last night, that's not a discussion. None of this is happening. They're in the playoffs. That's how I see it. That's how I think it would have been voted and, and would be right. But well, because they had time to get for this perspective, and huge, I agree with it. It's a way better lineup as it sits now than if that. Florida State team was in, it just sucks because they always say, hey, football's the ultimate team game. Well, guess what? The team just got screwed out of an opportunity to fight through adversity and have a miraculous finish because some other jack sat in a room and said, you know, they're going to suck because their quarterback's out. So we can't have them in there because it doesn't make for good football ratings. It doesn't make for the prime time that people want to see. And they're not wrong. But the fact is, they
1: screwed the team of the ultimate team sport, and that's a fact. Wow, Mo. A uh, couple couple recommendations. Decaf and take no pharmaceutical drugs. Let's start there. Let's be honest: in the power five, the five conference champions, who is the weakest team? It is Florida State. Michigan, Big Ten. Washington, Pac-12. Texas, Big 12. Alabama, SEC. End of story, folks. That's it. I'm Bill Simonson, College Football Playoff Committee Chairman, and my co chairman is Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. He is standing by uh, on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line after a huge weekend down in Indy. How you doing, Chris?
2: Doing well, Bill. Thanks, buddy.
1: All right, where were you at once the games were done Saturday night? Everyone was talking, Twitter, Facebook, friends, house parties. You're down afterwards, you know, doing your stories, going out grabbing a late-night bite to eat. What were you thinking on what the Final Four would be? And then when they made the announcement it was Alabama instead of Florida State, Mm -hmm. what were you saying?
2: Yeah, I said in my column, my post-game column, I said, let's be honest. We all know the Final Four is going to be Michigan, Washington, um texas and alabama there was no way that they were going to leave the sec out the sec champion i didn't care if it was georgia or alabama and uh there was just no doubt in my mind that florida state they had their excuse already built in right that they didn't have their quarterback and if that were michigan that had been left out we all would have been been squawking right there's no question about it i felt terrible for florida state but if you ask michigan fans who they would rather face in that game, they would probably all say Florida State, right? So I think when the committee, when they look at it and they say, okay, we're supposed to go by who the best teams are and um, is Alabama a better team than Florida State? And people are going to say recency bias and everything else well Florida State, or I'm sorry, Alabama is a team that's been playing to the level of of its competition much of the year, but they still are one of the most talented teams in the country. And I don't think that's debatable. And when they decide to come and play, they're tough to beat. And it's going to be tough for Michigan with that running quarterback as well. That's something where that's something that Michigan really hasn't seen a whole lot this year. So um, I think they got it right, sadly, unfortunately, for Florida State. and uh, Like we've been saying for how many years, Bill, they need to expand the playoff anyway so that they didn't get into this position. Just so happens that the last year of the four-team playoff is when we had chaos. So, uh, But Michigan's there, and uh, it's great to see them there again. They played there probably – D D game on offense. They played an A game on defense, and just like everybody else has against Iowa this year, there was no way that they were going to lose that football game. They showed nothing. They didn't play very well. They weren't very inspired, and they still won and beat the spread twenty-six to nothing. So, you know what? Thirteen and 0 pretty much says it all, right?
1: It does. And I don't care if it's Alabama, Texas, Georgia, whoever they were going to play. Uh, This isn't the same Alabama team. They don't have the dynamic running back or wide receiver. They still have stud athletes on defense. But even then, they've given up more yardage. Uh, They they are blessed with talent. It is the SEC. It is Alabama. But for one game, what I'm hoping that they've learned their lesson from TCU last year and maybe even at Georgia, that they have to be on their A game if they're going to beat Alabama in advance to the championship game in Houston.
2: Yeah, and I'm with you. I wrote this today that you have to bring out the Ohio State game plan. You have to Thank you. Thank you. I, I said that in my opening yes. huge
1: opinion today. I said yes. bring that game plan from Columbus where you actually threw yes. seam routes and not everything is a 40-yard out.
2: Right, exactly, and they have to they have to break tendency. And and I was doing my podcast today with Doug Skeen, and we said the same thing. Remember that Florida State that Florida game plan in two thousand eight when you're like, where'd that come from? And you know what? You had a bunch of receivers out there on the field where you could take advantage of your your elite quarterback and your elite receivers against any defense in the country. They just chose not to in two thousand six, but uh, or in two thousand seven rather. Um, that's the problem with this Michigan team though is that you don't have these elite receivers, and Bama's got some corners that are going to match up extremely well with the Michigan receivers and they're going to have a hard time getting them off the line. This is going to be a game in which you need your tight ends to go off and at the same time, the guys aren't pass blocking well enough that maybe you don't need to leave a tight end in or, or a running back in to help chip and, and block these guys. So it's going to be tough. Uh, you're going to have to turn J.J. McCarthy loose with his legs a little bit more, in my opinion, get him outside the pocket a little bit more, run some more misdirection, and and scheme this one up because uh, there's no reason that they can't. And they, we've seen them do it against Ohio State in several of the years that they've played Ohio State. Just recently have they won the games because their defense was – so bad in a, in a couple of those losses uh, at the end of the 2018-2019 games. So, um, but they've got the ability. Uh, that's what they need to do. They need to treat this like it's the Ohio State game and go in there and, and really c- kind of catch them off guard, in my opinion. I
1: agree. Uh, and yep. do, uh, J.J. McCarthy, it, you know, what's uh, what was strong was their game plan against Ohio State. Uh, I think Ohio State yeah. has more dynamic weapons on offense than Alabama does.
2: Yeah, with one exception being the mobile quarterback, and that's really right. kind of the one that worries yeah. you a little bit. Is like if this kid gets off, goes off, and then you're in trouble, right? You've got to be able to spy him, and you've, he's got great speed. We saw it; uh, he's dynamic. So they've got to come up with a good game plan. Now, the, the good news about that is that Jesse Minter has been fantastic scheming against good, better teams here in the last couple of years. Look what they did against Ohio State both years. Look what they did. Marvin Harrison got his yardage, but he said, you know, they bracketed me, and I've never seen coverage like that and he had to have a couple big big catches to get there so I have no doubt that he's going to come with a strong game plan uh, this is a big line though man if you look at their in the trenches uh, these guys if they can run the ball on Michigan uh, whether it's with the quarterback or their backs then you know Michigan could have some trouble because it's going to be tough in my opinion for Michigan to move the ball consistently on this team this offensive line just is not playing the way it needs to right now and uh, you know I can give them a pass for Iowa they were banged up Drake Nugent at center probably shouldn't have even played he was banged up but they are having a really hard time uh, pass blocking on the edges with their guards playing tackle, and it's only going to get harder against Alabama, I can promise you that.
1: Yeah, and and there are two big games this year, Penn State and Ohio State. You witnessed that somewhat, and even against uh, the Iowa defense, which I I find to be Iowa's defense is as good as any defensive unit they played all year that protect the edge, rolling J.J. out opposite way, doing something, being creative. This run-run pass It is, to me, it's the kryptonite for Harbaugh when he gets conservative and he believes he can win a game by just being very vanilla. And we've watched it bite him in the rear
2: at times. Yeah, but not against the really – I mean, when you see – they can get away with that against just about everybody on the schedule, right? right. Now The exceptions being um, Ohio State, which is why they've changed it up, and he's done a great job uh, against Ohio State offensively over most of the years. Uh, in the bowl games, they haven't, and they've been terrible. And that's another thing that you have to factor in here is that, you know, when you're one and whatever they are in, in bowl games, you know, your, your record is what it is, and uh, you are what your record says you are, and they have not done a good enough job since that first bowl game, he's been shut out since 20, 2015 season, so uh, they've got to find a better way, whether it's preparation, whether it's changing things up, uh, the way they do things, uh, or the game plan. And there there were a few games they should have won. Remember that Florida State game a few years ago when they gave up the big kick return? They still should have won that game. I thought they had a pretty decent game plan in that one, but um, more than anything, uh, they've got to get off to a, a better start, and they've got to have answers. And uh, To me, I'm with you 100%, Bill. That means Uh, doing things that are out of your comfort zone and that uh, you you can't go in there relying on your offensive line to push these guys around because that's just not going to happen.
1: I agree. And I will say, though, their defense and the way they get to the ball and Sandra still emerging as a leader. And they did that without Johnson. And I know it it looked like a game where, yeah, they showed up. It's nice to get another big 10 championship trophy, but the ultimate goal was to get back to that playoff. And this team Woonsocket a national championship. Speaking of trophies, any word on? Because there's different photos from different sides, different videos on Harbaugh. He <laughs> he looked fired up when he was staring at the Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti.
2: Yeah, we don't know uh, specifically. We heard you know. He wasn't going. For, initially, the plan was he was going to be up there alone with him on the podium. Michigan wanted him up there, face to face, and that would have been awkward for the commissioner. Um, then on Friday night, Jim decided, okay, just have him give it to Zach Zinner. Jim Harbaugh doesn't want any part of that guy, and I think that's pretty clear. He did shake his hand, and I think they had a couple of words. and Patiti did make small talk with a couple of the Michigan players, but uh, there is no love lost there. There's no question about it, and I, I know that um, you know he dodged the Ohio State game, didn't show up. Up and it had to be uncomfortable for him because basically he did everything in his power to keep Michigan from being there and couldn't accomplish that and you've heard nothing right now about the narrative about this whole cheating crap with the exception of Ohio State fans and Michigan State fans of course who are you know that's their that's their bowl game this year right is uh, is Michigan's downfall so uh, otherwise around the country everybody's saying okay alright maybe we overplayed that hand a little bit yeah you certainly did because now you're 13-0 and you're a point and a half favorite against Alabama and And you got a great chance here, if you play well, to uh, get to the championship game finally in Houston.
1: Yeah, by the way, uh, McCord is gone. Uh, He's not (laughs) going to take all the blame for Ohio State and their woes. Plus, he knows Marvin Harrison Jr. is leaving. They don't have a ton of receivers sitting there uh, for whoever's going to step in at QB. And it is amazing uh, how many different excuses Ryan Day and the Ohio State fans, not the players. I haven't heard it from them. But their fan base and even Day with this cheating, how, how much they despise Michigan and what Michigan has done now and getting through at Penn State, at Maryland, Ohio State at home in the Big Ten Championship and the overall number one seed. Ryan Day and that Ohio State fan base, they have to understand karma is a blank.
2: It is. They're 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 nuts. Let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. It's a coping mechanism for them. And they just can't bring themselves to admit that, hey, we got beat. Even last year when they said they knew that Michigan had their signs and they changed them. They're like, oh, see, see. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like, well, no, it takes longer than a week to change signs. I'm like, yeah. Michigan's got them on a wristband, you know, and they go that route. Instead, you know, when they find out that somebody has their signs, they have completely overblown this thing, and it's played out that way, and everybody has seen it now around the country. And some of the people that were really beating that drum, including Feinbaum, have kind of shut their mouths because they really don't have that argument anymore. But some people can't let it go, and they won't let it go. that whole the stupidity of the, the uh, Alan Haller argument that our players might get hurt, so we're going to cancel the game. Oh, you gosh. Know? If you cancel the game, it's because you're going to get your butt kicked on national television, which is exactly what happened. And they were just fortunate it wasn't twice as bad because Harbaugh called off the dogs. But all that's gone now. It was like winning that Ohio State game and winning the Big Ten was like winning three games, Bill. And just getting everybody to shut up, the silence has been wonderful.
1: Well, and also because it got quiet now on that story and how big it was, is it it shows what the intent was to try and destroy and derail Harbaugh and Michigan's season, and it didn't work. It blew up in their face.
2: It did, and now you look like an idiot, and I'm looking at a picture of Petiti walking off the field here, surrounded by security, with Michigan fans booing him, and uh, you know, that's justice, man. This guy did something unprecedented and was talked into it, you know, from what I've heard, he'd tell people, well, the NCAA president was really pressing for it. You're the Big Ten commissioner, and it's on your plate, and whether he was listening to Jim Delaney, who is still an advisor for the Big Ten, former commissioner, or Charlie Baker, who is the the NCAA president, or whoever, uh, ultimately it was his decision. He made a stupid one. He looks like a fool for it. And uh, it was great to see those kids celebrate and get what they deserved up on that stage again for a third year in a row.
1: Yeah, between the Big 12 commissioner after Texas won the Big 12, remember he was the leader to block Texas from leaving early for the SEC. The booze there were unbelievable. Petiti, I, you know, and I watched that Big 12 commissioner walk off with his family. I hope you get home and you think that what, what your legacy is going to be, Tony Petiti. You're already, you're done. Here, you'll yeah. be remembered for this. You'll 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 be remembered for throwing Harbaugh off a call and allowing the other coaches to whine and complain about him. Yeah. That's your yeah. legacy, yeah. Petiti. You're yeah. you're despised. You're hated yeah. because your plan, your plan blew up in your face, like it did Ryan Day, like it did Chiano like it did Franklin like it did rule, you can go down the list, including Michigan State. You went after Michigan thinking they had their big stretch of the season and with no hardball, there's no way that team could go to Penn State, to Maryland, and beat Ohio State at home. Yeah. And you were
2: wrong. No. Yeah, 100%. And if it comes down three or four years from now, if Michigan says it's us or Patiti, who do you think they're going to pick? You know, and Michigan, you can't afford to lose in Michigan. And uh, Michigan can now is now in the position where they can say, you know, we want more money. We're tired of splitting money with the rest of the conference when we're making a vast majority of it or a big chunk of it. Um, so, yeah, he, again, he overplayed his hand. He looks like a fool for it. And the only people that don't think so, again, are the – rivals at Ohio State and Michigan State and it's really the ones in Columbus that are still beating the drum Uh, and it cracks you up man to see uh, they just can't handle the three years in a row thing it's like the John Cooper years all over again and if you think there was pressure on him this year think about next year in Columbus Ryan Day the the manufactured uh, anger and everything before the game this year uh, he looked like a clown Uh, boy there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him next year as well.
1: Meanwhile, a Michigan national championship would be icing on the cake. If they go through <laughs> Alabama, you don't want Texas with a home game in Houston. But in Washington, yeah. that's going to be 67-60. Lord knows what the over-under will be in that game. Right. I'll have to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. But <laughs> if Michigan can finish this off at the perfect season by beating Alabama and either Washington or Texas, greatest season ever for any Michigan football team.
2: Yeah, and it's been the greatest three-year run, frankly. If you look at it, it's just been fantastic. So uh, credit to these guys and what they've accomplished. And uh, even with Jackson's inter-going down, again, that line's got to get better. But now they got a chance to heal up here and put together a game plan. And really got to get that one this year, Bill. they got to get the semifinal game to take that next step as a program. But what they've accomplished here, no matter what, will always be remembered.
1: Chris, uh, when you look at the matchup with Alabama, what were your first thoughts uh, when it popped up on TV yesterday that it will be Michigan-Alabama at the Rose Bowl? And somebody was asking me, I I think, did Michigan have the choice of Rose Bowl or Sugar Bowl, or was that uh, predetermined by TV?
2: It's uh, it's really the uh, the bowl games have the right, but may, they always try to take into account what the number one seed wants. And Michigan wanted the Rose Bowl, so it was going to happen. Uh, we knew that going in if Michigan was the number one seed. So, um, but yeah, I li- their lines are huge. Uh, if they again, if they can run the ball. And uh, then, you know, Michigan's going to have some issues. But um, their quarterback's erratic, but he can move. That's what worries you. Uh, and their corners are so good and their edges. And those are not Michigan's strengths. So I don't like this for the offense unless they get creative. Uh, I think the defense, it's really going to come down to how they stop the run. But I think it's a pick em. I thought that at the, the, the top, I said, you know, I'd, of course we'd rather play a Florida State with their third string or second string quarterback. And that's why everybody was rooting for that. Alabama is a team that's tested, has an elite coach. It has talent that plays to uh, to its heights and, and to its ability when they play great football teams and in situations like that so it's going to be a tough one for Michigan, there's no question can they win it? Yes. Would I pick them today? Probably not, uh, just because of their track record in the postseason under Harbaugh and the fact that Alabama, when they get there, um, they seem to know what to do, and they have great talent. And And, and the way they match up uh, is really unfavorable for Michigan, in my opinion. But if Michigan wins. It's going to be because of J.J. McCarthy, and he is certainly capable of doing that.
1: 100% with you on that. Four weeks from tonight, yep. uh, literally almost four weeks to the hour, it will be Michigan and Alabama in the historic Rose Bowl. Early money on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Big Board. That line has gone from one to one and a half that Alabama – is getting points. When was the last time Alabama got points? I know they got points in yeah. the SEC championship game, but I'm talking about in one of their final Maybe. games of the year. Over-under on the DraftKings Sportsbook got big Board boarded. Michigan-Bama, 46. So they're expecting uh, somewhat of a defensive uh, performance. And on the flip side, Texas is favored by 4.5 over Washington. Washington yeah. loves being the underdog there, but the over-under is only 64.5. I think that thing... And that's how the DraftKings Sportsbook got a big board. I think that, that, that game is minimum 42, like 30.
2: Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. And, um, you know, Washington, boy, that explosive offense with those receivers. Uh, but it's going to be fun. And people have been saying it's the best four teams that they've seen in a long time, right? And I agree with that. And uh, when you go to Michigan, Alabama, and the semis there, um it be a great weekend, Bill. I, I can't wait to get out there. It's been a long time since we've been to the Rose Bowl, and uh, it is a special venue.
1: Chris Ballas for the Wolverine. for the next four weeks coverage of Michigan, Alabama, the entire college football playoff. Also, you have the transfer portal uh, is underway for next season. Uh, a lot going on. Signing day, the early one is coming up here. Well, when's that? Is that a week away?
2: Which What's that? The uh...
1: early signing day for football. When is that? Y-
2: yeah, I see at the end of December, so a couple weeks yet. Yeah. And wow. uh, yeah, so it's crazy. It, it, it's heating up, and the, the portal's just gone nuts, right?
1: Here, I'm going to tell you why I believe uh, McCord before I let you go. This is why he announced he's leaving. There are some really good quarterbacks Gabriel, Oklahoma, in the transfer portal, Dante Moore out of Detroit, not really proven yet, uh, left UCLA. But this Cam Ward from Washington State on 3.com, your parent company did have yeah. Ohio State as one of the destinations, and I think Ryan Day wants a quarterback that can run more, and that could have been writing on the wall for McCord to get out right now.
2: Yeah, and they needed uh, a scapegoat, and uh, McCord was that guy, and you could sense it in Ryan Day's press conferences that, okay, look, I got my new excuse. My quarterback wasn't good enough, well, i get a quarterback and we'll beat Michigan. Well, couldn't do it with C.J. Stroud either. So um, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out, but this is college football now, and it's unfortunate. You know, I do think they need to put it back in where they're getting a, uh, a one-year, they have to sit out one year, I don't think it'll ever go back, and it's too bad because um, it's just become a mess.
1: Or at least not, you can't do it in the same conference. That would be another right. thing I would say. Chris Ballas, the Wolverine.com team all over Alabama, Michigan. Thank you so much, Chris. We'll talk later. Sounds great, Bill. Thank you. All right, Chris Ballas, checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Our Honolulu Blue huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Do you think Florida State got jobbed or robbed? And then your thoughts on Michigan, Alabama, and the Lions at nine and three. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire will talk about that win over the Saints. He'll join us
0: next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge.
2: For goodness
6: sake, wear your seatbelt. Better yet, for your family's sake, your friend's sake, for your own sake, buckle up. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police knows that
2: seatbelts save lives. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police sees firsthand what happens when seatbelts aren't used. We want Michigan to be the leader in seatbelt use. We want everyone in Michigan to get home safely. For everyone's sake, buckle up every time. Make sure you listen weekly
1: to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu.
8: Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $10 coupon like I just did when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week. And get a Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for 89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID, limit one. And save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices in-store and online. For big deals and great quality, shop Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter in your professional career, Talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, b-e-n-e-g-a-r-t-r.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon-to-be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and
6: on Twitter. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, Act with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: Huge show is back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get in on the hookups. Michigan, a point and a half favorite over Alabama on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 46 is the over-under. Texas favored by four and a half over Washington. That over-under 64 and a half. Lions. That game was going over, under, every which way. They had one of the great starts I've ever seen from a Lions team on the road. Then they hit the wall. Then Hammer and Hank Hayes are screaming at Brett. They're the same old Lions. They're not going to win a game the rest of the year. And then they come back and golf made some big throws. LaPorta was unbelievable. And the defense, special teams, cross the board, all came up and made plays. And no matter how you want to slice it or dice it, the Lions – they're nine three. Twelve games in. Jeff Risden from the Lions wire and the draft wire. That you can follow on Facebook online at Jeff R I S D O N, one of our Lions, NFL insiders, is standing by and wow, what a roller coaster ride yesterday.
9: That was something else. It was uh it was tough to, to get a grip on it. You know, you get you get that incredible start to the first quarter. They're up twenty one nothing. They haven't even played seven minutes of the game yet. And it's it's celebration time. Maybe it's, you know, start buying our Super Bowl tickets, all alone playoff tickets. And then the Saints were the better team for the next, like, 45 minutes. Uh, and the Lions, fortunately, um, calmed them things down and won the last five minutes. Uh, they actually won that fairly convincingly, too. But it's left the feeling today of uh, the general sentiment I've gotten in, in interacting with people on social media. And, and uh, I, I went down to the the gym today and was talking with some folks and, like, it feels like a loss almost. and um, it, It's hard to remember that they did in fact win the football game. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it on this because uh, Dan Campbell just had his press conference. and I thought he said something great. He's like, it was a good win, but it was not good enough. And I'm like, coach, you nailed it. That is, that is the exact way we should all feel about that. And I'm glad that he said it, um, that, that he, you know, wanted to, to acknowledge and celebrate the victory, but also the fact that they've got work to do if they want to win um, win more games uh, against other division leaders. Because remember, New Orleans did go into that game, in fact, in first place. uh, There aren't any more. But uh, It it was a good win, but it was not good enough. And uh, that's where we're heading into Chicago now.
1: I I think, Campbell, when he says not good enough, is that you're looking where the Lions were at and how they were playing and how they're playing now. And what's interesting, when you take the four-game stretch and you look at L.A. against the Chargers, you look at the Bears where they had the miracle final five minutes, less than five minutes. You look at Thanksgiving Day, you look at the start, and then you look in between, but they bounce back and finish. They're, they were in a position where they could have lost four straight, but instead, uh, they found a way to go three and one through this, and they're nine and three. And I think after watching the Niners and the Eagles, Niners obviously are the class of the NFC and the best team. In the NFL, if I'm the Lions right now, you're hoping the Eagles hit a wall, lose to the Cowboys coming up this week, and the Lions somehow could sneak in uh, to the two seed. That's where I'm at on this team right now. I'm realistic that going through San Francisco is going to be awfully tough, but if the Lions get to the NFC Championship game, all the pressure is on the Niners.
9: Yeah, and, and I think, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, uh, I think if the lions get to the NFC championship game, I think that's a successful season. Obviously it'd be fantastic to keep winning from that. But the fact that they haven't won a post-season game in now 32 years uh, and they've won one in what? 61. Uh, that's that, we got to We got we to remember where we're at here. Um, yes. It's great that, that they could, they could potentially do it and you know, it would, it would be wonderful to do it, but man, it hasn't been done. Um, let, let's win a division. Game. Let's win the division. We, we pretty much got that wrapped up now. Let's win that first-round game. Um, let's get that two or three seed. Um, just one thing quickly on the Eagles. Most fans would probably be shocked to know that the Lions have actually allowed fewer points than the Philadelphia Eagles this year. For all the, the craziness that goes on about Jalen Carter and Darius Slay and all the, the the tremendous pieces that the Eagles have on defense, they've given up more points than the lions have and i think that's that's one of the things where i think lions fans have gotten a little too um, uh, i don't want to say negative but like like nervous about like what's going on like they're winning these games and you just brought up, they went 3 and 1 in games that they could have gone 0 and 4 to me, that says they know how to win these close games. They're, they have learned how to turn potential losses into potential wins. That's an important skill. Um, that, that's lost on a lot of other teams. Uh, look at the Chargers as an example. <laughs> that, that Chargering is a word for a reason. I'm pretty darn pleased that they're 9-3 and they are winning these games that, that other teams lose and that historically they have lost. And I think, you know, again, it, it's it's... It feels like we're almost like lamenting a win. And uh, road wins are never easy. Road wins against first-place teams are never easy. And the Lions did that yesterday. Uh, And, uh, again, it wasn't good enough. It was ugly. Um, I I will admit to panicking a little bit uh, in the middle of the third quarter there when the offense completely went to sleep um, and and stopped trying. But they got it done. And uh, that's important to remember, too.
1: Jeff Rizdin from the Lions Wire, Draft Wire, one of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Coffee Guest Line. I saw the, re- the double reverse to J-Mo and his speed, which only Tyreek Hill, I believe, visually looks as fast or faster than J-Mo. Why aren't they using him more in that offense just to keep opposing defensive coordinators and players
9: honest? And that's that's a great question that we need to ask Ben Johnson. We get to talk to him on Thursday, and you can bet he will be asked about it. Uh, and I will actually be there for that press conference, and if nobody else has asked it, I will ask it, um, even though I don't typically like to ask questions at press conference because it is something that is, is glaring. You saw yesterday the catch that he made early in the game. He was being held. His defender got flagged for holding, and Jamos still made the catch. Uh, he was open a lot, a lot on drag routes and crossers over the middle and golf just wasn't looking at him. And we need to learn if that's a Jared Goff thing, if that's a Ben Johnson thing, if it's a communication issue, um, or lack of confidence in, from golf and in Jamo. And, JMO. and I, I, by the way, I don't think it's that I really don't. Uh, I think this is more of Ben Johnson has gotten a little cute lately. Uh, there was a play in the game uh, where they ran a play that was designed to go behind right guard, uh, running play to David Montgomery, and Panay Sewell's job as the right tackle was to block the defensive end to the outside of left tackle Taylor Decker. That kind of crap doesn't work in the NFL. it's It's great if you can do it when you're, you know the better high school team and, and you know have outman. You can't do those sorts of things in the NFL, and that keeps happening. Um Ben Johnson, look, he's a phenomenal coordinator. He's doing a great job, but he does have some flaws, and I think his flaws have been exposed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's time for him to settle in, and one of the ways that he can settle in a little better and, and get us get back in everybody's good graces is uh, use J-Mo more because I mean, uh, it's there. Oh. it's there, man, it's yeah. there.
1: Only only Tyreek Hill would even be in the ballpark on uh, raw pure speed in the NFL. Lions, by the way, Jeff. Before I let you go, uh, they're in a position here where they, you know, outside of that trip to the Cowboys, they get at the Bears on Sunday. Then the Broncos, six days later on Saturday night, Broncos uh, didn't look that good against uh, Houston. And then at the Vikings, at the Cowboys, Vikings at home, there's a realistic shot there that, you know, they could end up as a four loss team, five at the worst. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk uh, later, Jeff. I got to get to a network T. Always appreciate your time.
9: My pleasure. Thanks, Huge. All right,
1: you Jeff from Lions Wire. Follow Lions Wire, Draft Wire. On Twitter, Facebook, online, and also at Jeff RISDON. Yeah, it, I have a tough time going beyond two more losses. So that's a 12 and 5 season. How about the Packers last night? Yeah, those refs are. Oh, my God. How'd they miss that pass interference at the end? I'll give Jordan Love credit. Uh, they're playing good football right now. To the callers online, stick around. Michigan will hear you next.
0: Opt-in to the HUGE text chain. Text HUGE to 21000.
4: Get your groove on. Everybody get Friday, up. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Good Robin Thicke. Same show, same night. Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thick and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino
8: and
1: Resort. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. You're
0: listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: The Hube Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com here in about 10 minutes on Michigan, the number one seed in the college football playoff. Their opener against Alabama out in Pasadena, California, January 1st at 5 p.m. Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit. More on the Lions win over the Saints. And remember to text IMPACT. I-M-P-A-C-T to 21,000 if you want a chance at winning Lomas Brown's golf cart, courtesy of Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Could be yours. Doesn't cost anything to enter. Just text IMPACT to 21000. We'll give it away next summer when we're at Tullymore. It's a sweet cart. If you want a custom golf cart, they are Michigan's go-to Yamaha cart destination, just north of Grand Rapids and Rockford on 14 Mile Road. Christmas Power Toys, I have it all. Uh, but make sure you just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll have a shot at winning Lomas Browns golf cart.
0: Big. Bad. Huge. presentation of the Michigan Sports Network
1: Mondays on the HUGE show across Michigan are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up. And this week, you can get in on the Pistons and the NBA action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And new customers who use code HUGE when they sign up can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's code HUGE when you sign up. After downloading. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Mondays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by DraftKings.
0: Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan?
1: What's up, Michigan? It is hour number three on a fast-moving moneyline Monday. A lot to talk about with the Lions moving to nine and three. Found a way to hold on. They get a W on the road, which you'll take any day of the week in the NFL. And the buzz on Michigan football is nationwide. Overall number one seed in the college football playoff. Yes, they drew a tough team in Alabama, but it's not the same old Saban-type Bama team. Their best weapon is their running quarterback, Milrose. Defense still has some NFL-like athletes. That game will be at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena on grass. January 1st, New Year's Day at 5 o'clock. So that's pretty good. You can have a great New Year's Eve. And 5 o'clock will be Michigan, Alabama, followed by Texas and Washington in the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. So taking your thoughts on the Wolverines, who are one and a half point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board over under on total points scored, sits at 46 right now. Half a point, it's bumped up with money going on Michigan. Texas, four and a half point early favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, big board over Washington. That over under, I think, at a low number at 64 and a half. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He was down in Indy. We'll talk about Michigan's win over the Hawkeyes. It was ugly. Looked like they knew they were going to win from the start. But the one negative in these three Big Ten championship years, which all have resulted in three straight trips to the college football playoff in the one seed this year, is Harbaugh's offense creative enough to be a national champion? We've seen flashes. I thought... What Sharon Moore and the staff did was great against Ohio State. At Ohio State in 2022 was the best called game, game plan, execution, whatever you want to call it. J.J. has it in and why they're throwing all those 40-yard outpasses instead of taking shots down the field or even throwing to the end zone. And there were some drops, let's be honest. That was an emotional letdown game after what beating Ohio State, considering the the off-the-field drama, what that meant to that team doing it without Harbaugh. So take your thoughts on Michigan winning the Big Ten, facing Alabama in one semifinal. And the Florida State talk is out there, but I put that to bed right away. When you look at their schedule they have a quality win over a 9-3 team in LSU. That's it. Clemson was 8-4, and, and Clemson missed a field goal to beat them in Clemson, South Carolina. 7-5, U team in Miami. They beat a good Louisville team. I'll give them credit there. But as I told Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, when you look at the Power 5, it is not the Power 4. When you look at the Power 5. The four best power four teams in order are Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, and all four are conference champions. So your argument on leaving Florida State out is what? That they're undefeated? That they're undefeated. That's your argument. That's old school BCS BS. That they're undefeated? The Power Five controls football. It's not the SEC. If it was the SEC controlling everything, Georgia would have been that fourth team. And Alabama, three. And Texas would have got jobbed right out of it. But in the Power Five, the four best conferences this year, and the four best teams in order, Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama, that ends the argument for Florida State. This love affair with Nicole Auerbach, Pete Thamble, the same two who are just submarining Michigan trying to ruin their season. Oh, I'm flabbergasted that a one loss. No, no, no. Alabama won the SEC. They weren't a one loss team selected out of nowhere and they didn't play this weekend. They won the SEC and beat the number one team in the country. Florida State's biggest win is over a top 15 three-loss LSU Brian Kelly coach team. End of story, folks. It is. If Alabama wasn't an SEC champion, they never would have got in over Florida State. But in this Power 5 world that we live in today, the way it's morphing, the way it's changing, The four best conferences this year in college football. This year. Big 10. You can argue the Pac-12, at least for a while, Southern Cal was a top-five team. Arizona, Jed Fish had a great year. Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, they were solid. I'll, I'll, I'll say in order, what you see right now in the college football playoff is the power rankings, according to huge Bill Simonson, On the four best conferences this year, and that would be, I'm talking at the top for the Big Ten. Three are in the top ten, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan. Penn State did announce with no quarterback that they will direct snap it to a soon-to-be-named running back because chances are everybody's going to bolt that game for the portal or the pros. Clayton Safey, after a weekend in Indy, finds a way to try and recover from the excitement, the great meals, the camaraderie with Ballas, Broom, and the Wolverine.com team. He is standing by from Ann Arbor. How are you doing, Clayton?
10: I'm doing well. Great weekend. And then you're on the way back and you listen to a Lions win on the radio, so it doesn't get much better than that.
1: No, I, I, I said that to start the show today. Uh, this whole It seems like it's been five minutes to do the first two hours and five minutes of the show that... You get Michigan overall number one seed, taking care of business. We'll talk about the matchup with Alabama. Lions, awesome to begin. Middle of it was god-awful, and then they found a way to make plays uh, to secure the victory. Things are good right now, and you're Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Nobody has it better, <laughs> the old saying from Harbaugh, uh, than the Michigan Wolverines right now in their fan base.
10: Yeah, I mean, you win the Big Ten three straight years. Jim Harbaugh is the first ever coach to lead his team to three straight outright Big Ten titles in history. Big Ten's been around for over 125 years, and you know it's quite an accomplishment. Ohio State won four in a row last decade, but it was two from Urban Meyer, two from Ryan Day. So the fact that Michigan's been able to do this and now become one of the four teams in, I mean, there are really good teams, huge, that did not make the college football playoff this year. Georgia was the story of the entire season. Could they win three in a row uh, national titles in a row for the first time since Minnesota in the 1930s, that storyline is immediately gone with their loss to Alabama, Florida state's undefeated, you know, so it's an accomplishment to get in as Jim Harbaugh said yesterday at a teleconference, you're in position to be in position and all their goals are still in front of them. And really that, you know, they, they got to beat Alabama, which is you know probably the best program in college football this century. Not probably, definitely. Uh, and then you, uh, you know, and it's also a task you haven't been able to accomplish or execute the last two years. You get to the semifinal, so they don't want this three-year run to be a blip on the radar like maybe Oklahoma had in a three-year run of making it but losing in the semis the whole time. They want to be able to get to that final Monday night in Houston. And really, it's an accomplishment in and of itself to have a chance to do that again um, because it's, it's you know, not easy to do with the four-team. It'll be easier you know, in the years going forward.
1: That's why I think a lot of Michigan fans, the chatter in this state is they wanted Florida State with a third-string quarterback or maybe second-string in that first semifinal rather than face Alabama. I think there's some home cooking with this fake Florida State disgust.
10: Yes, probably because there's wishful thinking there. If you're a Michigan fan or whatever fan really that was going to be able to get the opportunity to potentially play Florida state um, you know, I still think Florida state has a legit argument and a legit gripe with the college football playoff committee. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you saw Alabama's name pop up and you're thinking, okay, this is going to be a little bit more of a test than it would have been if it was Florida state. It's a pretty much a, a coin flip, you know, pick em type of game as to where uh, Florida state would have been Michigan favorite probably by more than a touchdown. If not, you know, a couple scores, but that's the way it goes. It's, it's not going to be easy to win these games. And now it's going to be two kind of blue, uh, blue blood programs, in the most iconic stadium or one of the most in the, in the sport. So it's going to be fun. You know, you're going to have to play well. And Alabama, you know, they shown, they have that gear where they can beat the number one team. They just did it against Georgia. They've also struggled and, you know, really had to hang on against Auburn and Arkansas and teams like that. So, um, you know, your opportunity is there, but you're going to have to execute and you're going to have to use this month uh, the best you can to get ready.
1: You know, I love the game plan against Ohio state. I know Iowa, they probably felt as a staff that we can just control this game start to finish. We don't have to show anything. But I remember that strategy blowing up in their face in the TCU semifinal. Uh, this run, run, pass, predictable offense, everything is a deep out, not taking shots down the center of the field, not utilizing your speed or athletes on offense really concerns me.
10: Yeah, I think, it too, a lot of it, Starts with the offensive line. I think they need to, you know, continue to rep that over the next months. Now that Zach Zinter, the right guard, first team, all Big Ten, is, is out. And now you had Carson Barnhart, who did a great job in the Ohio State game, stepping in, sliding down from right tackle to right guard. But I think having some more practices to really do that and have that look um, is going to benefit them. But the offense has, you know, struggled a little bit. They scored on every possession there until the kneel down in the second half against Ohio State. But in the first half, it was stuffling a little bit. The Maryland game, it was scuffling. I don't think J.J. McCarthy's been as healthy as, as he wants to be the last few weeks, particularly Maryland and Iowa. Um, so I think getting him healthy as well over the next month is going to be big. But like you said, I mean, you got to have your best game plan of the year. you got to treat it like it's Michigan-Ohio State. And you have some wrinkles, some stuff up your sleeves because you're going against an Alabama defense that only allowed Georgia to rush for 78 yards mm. in the SEC championship game. And they got to obviously athletes all over the field and a good rush defense, good defensive backs. Um, You know, I do think Michigan's defense should be able to hold them in check a little bit. Um, You know, but if you let that quarterback run Jalen Mill then you're in for a a long afternoon as well. So it's going to be a challenge on that side too. And as you know, huge uh, Michigan historically and a lot of teams in college football, but Michigan historically has struggled with mobile quarterbacks going back years and decades here. So, uh, that's something that they got to really prepare for too. They do have Alex Orji uh, to play the scout team role there of Jalen Miller. I think that's one of the biggest benefits they have because he is a free athlete back there. But it's going to take you know the scout team is going to take everybody to to get ready for this matchup. And, and same for Alabama, it's a big challenge to take on Michigan.
1: I think it's going to be on JJ McCarthy in that passing game. He's got to throw over three hundred, yeah. have at least uh, two, three TDs for this team to have any chance to advance and beat Alabama. They're not going to run the football. I will say, when you look at Penn State, when you look at Ohio State, when you look at Iowa, now you're throwing the Alabama defense. As much as we want to break down Michigan's offensive woes or play calling, those are four stout defensive units.
10: No, you're right. It's a great point to make because Penn State, the athletes Penn State has in that front seven and Mm -hmm. really a couple of the guys on the, the back end, too. Um, you know they kept them in in all those games, and you know if they had a, a better offense, you know that Penn State team really had a chance to contend for the Big Ten. And then you look at Ohio State; that's their best defense that I've seen from them in a while. And Iowa obviously does what they do, and they kept everything in front. Michigan's longest run or longest play was that 17 yard run from Donovan Edwards before the half, when Iowa probably was sitting back thinking we can allow that. We just don't want to allow anything deep so that Michigan can get a score before the half and they didn't you know they allowed that 17 yarder then didn't didn't allow Michigan to score before the half so you know that's a really good Iowa defense that plays fundamentally sound plays smart and executed their game plan they just didn't have an offense to back it up obviously but you're right Michigan's played some good defenses but that's not going to change so they've got to uh, adjust a little bit and make sure they can put up enough points on the board be opportune you know maybe you don't get down in the red zone seven times, maybe you get down there three or four times, but you got to cash in with touchdowns. So it's, uh, you know, we'll have a whole month to break it down, but it's kind of, uh, it's fun to even think about already because it's going to be, it's going to be exciting with that game. And between that and the Washington, Texas game, maybe a couple of the better matchups we've seen in the playoffs because there's been a lot of blowouts throughout the years. Average margin of victory in the semis is 19 points. So I think we're going to get some closer games this time around.
1: Four weeks from now, uh, it will be... Midway, late first quarter at the Rose Bowl, Michigan time, out in Pasadena, California. I love the big boy matchup to start. I love the path they have. I'm glad it's not Florida State and some backup quarterback. If you want to be national champion this year and you got to go through Saban and then either Texas or Washington who are loaded offensively, then let's go. And that's why I love this Alabama matchup on New Year's Day Around five o'clock uh, will be the kick. And if they stay healthy, uh, they have a shot. I, this game smells of similar to the Penn State game. I kind of feel that, even though I worry that their quarterback can run more uh, than what Penn State had. But, you know, Alabama's not blessed this year. If you're going to catch them, and they had the fourth and 31 miracle, they got rolled by Texas uh, at right. home, that they do not have the stellar wide receiver. Crew and dual running backs that they normally have. They don't.
10: Right. I agree. And usually, what sets those elite Alabama or Georgia teams apart, or really, you know, just the Southern teams in general, is the big athletic freaks at the line of scrimmage. And then, like you said, those skill position players, they're probably lacking compared to, you know, past years in the skill position department. They still have a lot of those big bodies, but maybe not necessarily the names like a Will Anderson or guys like that. Up front in Michigan, really, especially on the defensive line, probably as strong and deep as it has been in a while. So, you know, maybe that's your opportunity is to kind of be able to hold serve there, and then you don't have those dynamic. You don't have the... Last time Michigan played Alabama, it was that Mac Jones. You know, uh, Tua was hurt. Mac Jones, you had Jerry Judy, all those guys. Um, Devontae Smith on the outside. So you're not going to have that receiving core to deal with, but it's still going to be one of those things where they probably got the better athletes, they got the better recruits, Michigan's a veteran team, though you know, older, uh, very physical as well. So it's going to be a, a really good matchup, I think. And like you said, I mean, we're only four weeks away, and you are thinking about already, you know, uh, in an hour from now, in four weeks, the sun will be setting, and it should be uh, two really nice uh, colors clashing on uh, on the big stage.
1: Who are you, Keith Jackson, breaking it down on the opening? <laughs> the sun will be setting at Pasadena as we're set for the kickoff. Look at, I love it. What are
10: those mountains? The San, San Gabriel Mountains or something like that. In the distance, the San
1: Gabriel Mountains as Michigan rolls down the tunnel. The tunnel? Is it the tunnel or the, the tunnel? There you go. The tunnel. Yeah, it's. I can't <laughs> wait, man. Sabin, Harbaugh. You kidding me? Uh, and again, there's been some matchups where I thought with Denard they would have a shot in Dallas. That didn't happen. What's the other matchup? Yeah. Uh It was. Was it down it's at Citrus, Citrus Bowl. Bowl? Right, Citrus Bowl. Yeah. yeah.
10: Michigan had the lead at half and then got shut out in the second half. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Alabama really took
1: over. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, this isn't the same Alabama team. They needed that fourth and 31 against Peyton Thorne and Auburn to escape. You know, they haven't piled up the points, but there are some circle wins. And when people talk about why Alabama got in over Florida State, they beat LSU. Alabama did 42-20, hung 49 on a decent Kentucky team. Had the Iron Bowl, which is a rivalry uh, game. Uh, One at home against number 17, Tennessee, 34-21. One at Texas A&M, 26-20. One at Mississippi State, 40-17. Beat Old Miss at home, 24-10. Holding an offense like that to 10 points with South. Yep. They, they did have a struggle in non-conference against South Florida. And then they lost to Texas in the second game of the year at home, 34-24. So... This is a good team, man. And it's going to be a big game, and I can't wait.
10: Yeah, no doubt it's exciting. Um and we'll dive more into Alabama here in the next month, but you're right. I mean, this is uh this is a team that like I feel like if Alabama sh- shows up with that gear that they showed against Georgia, I mean, Michigan should be a little bit worried. Uh, at the same time, we've seen them struggle a little bit, but Nick Saban 6 and 0 in his last six semifinal games as well, so you got to you got to understand that you know Jim Harbaugh is a great coach. Nick Saban's a great coach, but Nick Saban has you know proven more on this stage, and he's had the better players. too. obviously, more goes into it than just preparing and, and coaching. But um, you know he he learned from you know he was talking about this yesterday. He learned from their first loss in 2014 to Ohio State in the semis. The Cardale Jones in that team that ended up winning the national title and have now won every single time and gotten to the national title game each time. So Michigan's going up against the best program in college football this century in the last 15, 20 years. um, But Michigan's been one of the best teams the last three. So we'll see if their experience can kind of carry over to this one.
1: And it is a game that takes Michigan to the next level, puts them in with the Georgias and the Alabamas, because we watch what Georgia did to them in the first college football playoff in this three-year run. We, We saw last year that Georgia was beatable. Ohio State missed that field goal. Second half, Michigan did what they wanted to with TCU. They just had a god awful game plan and a god awful first half with mistakes. And now you get a shot with Alabama, beat them, and you're up there with the best in college football. Clayton Safey uh, for the Wolverine.com. Four weeks of nonstop coverage at the Wolverine.com on Michigan and Alabama in the college football playoff. Also, Michigan hoops, hockey, and more. Clayton, always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show. We'll talk later.
10: Sounds good. Have a good one.
1: All right, back at you, Clayton Safety, checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. We do have our Honolulu Blue. Huge question of the day presented by Coppercraft Distillery. Did Florida State get robbed? You know, I just went through Alabama's schedule. We see all the ranked teams they beat? And they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. Line their schedule up against Florida State. And the quality teams that Alabama beat is why they are in front and I'm going to hang my hat on the Power Five. They don't have, you don't get five conference champions in. You will next year, more than likely. But four conference champions Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Alabama more quality wins and beat the number one team in the country. In all Florida State, fans, coaches, ADs, And the Michigan fan listening right now that wanted Florida State rather than Alabama, all you hang your hat on is that they are undefeated. Look at the full body of work, and it's easy for me to say that Florida State should have been the sixth team in the final poll in Georgia number 5. To the callers online, stick around. We'll get to your huge opinions. You want to join us? On the Mercantile Bank listener line, Mercantile Bank is a Michigan-based bank, so your money stays right here in Michigan with great men and women who are part of the Mercantile team. 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is HUGE. HUGE.
1: It's time to go in the huddle.
4: One, two, three,
5: top flight. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE H-U-G-E only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions were on the road in the Bayou on Sunday and pulled out a 33-28 victory against the New Orleans Saints, which after a hot start, scoring three times in the first seven minutes and building a 21-0 lead and tying the franchise mark for the most points in the opening quarter. The Saints actually rallied the troops after the close of the first outscoring Detroit 28-12. It was rookie tight end Sam Laporta with a career-high nine catches for 140 yards and a touchdown leading the way for the Lions who are now 9-3 on the season. Their best start through 12 games since 1962 for the Honolulu Blue with 10-2. Oh, and for the record, Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown has passed Pro Football Hall of Famer former Detroit Lion Calvin Johnson for the most receiving yards that Lion has had through his first three career seasons.
1: Huge share for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at TheUrbanU.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays,
6: go to TheUrbanU.com. Imagine this a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort.
1: Huge show is back live across Michigan Superfly. Hayes, our executive producer. What a weekend. Michigan, the overall number one seed, Big Ten champions again in football. Lions go to nine and three. Goff got it done to Laporta at the end. Defense made some plays. It is sobering to watch the Niners went healthy. They're the, by far The best team in the NFL. To me, if I was just handicapping the NFC right now, I'd go Niners, Eagles, Lions, Cowboys. I guess they'll decide it when the Lions play at the Cowboys on December 30th. That's your four. The Elite. Elite two, and I think the Cowboys and Lions. We'll see when the Lions go to Dallas. That will kind of tell me if they can make a playoff run on the road. If they can go beat the Cowboys, because the Cowboys now are looking at the Eagles, and the Eagles, after getting just manhandled at home by the Niners, Niners are smelling home field advantage. That's the way they played yesterday. They want that. They know how important it is just to have two games to get to the Super Bowl and be that one seed. But it is the NFL. It can change week to week. Speaking of the NFL, Jerry Reisman, pride of Detroit Lions, NFL insider. He is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing good. Uh, Lions yesterday took us for another crazy ride. This team has not been perfect the last four weeks, but they found a way to win three out of four games. I do, from the comments from Campbell today and after the game I sense, not doubt, but can this team get back to the level they were playing earlier in the year?
11: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I Like you said just, just now, you know, it's kind of a week-to-week league sometimes. Um, you know, you can turn things around in a hurry. Sometimes you can look like a, a really bad team after looking like one of the best in the previous week. But I, you know, it, it's fair to say that the Lions, at least on the defensive side of the ball has been on a, a downward trajectory for a couple weeks going. Now, I do think they bounced back a little bit against the saints. Um, obviously that first half was actually really, really good. Um, but a lot of that goodwill goes away when uh, you let the saints back into that game. And so, um, I don't sense any sort of panic in Detroit. I, I certainly think they think they're going to get the, the ship righted. And I think with the offense typically playing as good as it does, you know, regularly scoring 30 points, um, you have to imagine they're going to continue to at least be in a game in each game week to week. And, and I know, you know, when you're talking playoffs, when you're talking about potential, you know, home field advantage in the playoffs and things like that you want more than just being able to be in a game. You want to blow out some of these teams that probably aren't going to be playoff teams, but um, in the end, the team is nine and three and that they're taking care of business in the end. And so it's hard to feel too bad about that.
1: Yeah. Nine and three. If the playoffs are starting this weekend, Eagles would still have the overall number one seed Packers. The seven seed would be at the Niners. Vikings would be at the lion's. And Cowboys at the Falcons, at Eagles-Cowboys game will be interesting coming up this weekend. And thing I really liked yesterday about the Lions, you could tell they had fresh legs. That was the big visual from the Packers Thanksgiving Day game and Irvin and just some pressure beyond Hutchinson trying to fight through a double team. Uh, that stood out to me. And I look at golf, made some top-shelf penthouse NFL QB throws to not let the Saints get back in at the
11: end. Yeah, no, and that's kind of been a running theme this year. I was just kind of thinking about this today. Um, you know, when this team needs to put the, the game away, the offense has done a really good job doing that, of, of keeping the ball out of the, the other team's hands, whether it was, You know, that Chargers game where they go for it on fourth down and and, and don't let Justin Herbert back on the field. Um, Whether it was, you know, you go back to week four against Green Bay, it kind of played out like the Saints game where you jump out to a big lead that the Packers came back and and, and almost threatened to win that game. And then the Lions offense went on like a six minute drive in that game. And so then you go to this Sunday, um, you know, it's. There's there's what four minutes left when they they get the ball left and they convert a couple big third downs on offense. Um, Dan Campbell had the opportunity to run 40 seconds off the clock, could have given the ball back to the Saints with a minute left, and instead dialed up a, a pass play, a little bit of a risk play. But I, I think he knew at that time he trusted his offense a little bit more than his defense and the offense. You know, lived up to the billing there, and so that is something they've been able to do consistently, and I think it's probably a big reason why this team is nine and three.
1: Jeremy Reisman, proud of Detroit, talking Lions NFL here on the Hield Show, across Michigan. JMO and I, I DVR'd that game, and I went back and watched how three Saints had the angle on him coming forward, and he had a gear. <laughs> he had a gear that only Tyreek Tyree Kill has in the NFL. Oh, now. Yeah.
11: Yeah. I mean, would they clock him in at 20, 20 something miles per hour, uh, mm-hmm. running according to next gen stats, which is just kind of insane to think about from a, from a human being perspective. But yeah, I mean, that's every week he, he seems to be flashing more and more. And, and I know some line fans are probably frustrated at this point that he only had two touches in that game. But um, if he's going to turn, you know, half of them into touchdowns, it's hard to be uh, too upset about that. But yeah, I think you know, whether it's in the run game, whether it's some of these crossing routes, the deep shots, um, he, he's someone that defenses are going to have to account for whether the ball is coming his way or not. And so even that alone, I think is a, is a pretty significant weapon to, to open up other players like say Sam Laporta, uh, to, to, you know, have space up open over the middle of the field. Um, and yeah, that's just having a guy that, that can be that big of a threat is, uh, is, is such a huge weapon to someone like Ben Johnson.
1: I know they're battling injury problems uh, up front. It seems that's been a common theme uh, the entire season, but I do wonder uh, can golf can golf get the ball deep enough to jMO to utilize him as the weapon he could be i that that's still a part of me where I'm not sure, and part of it is you know golf when he's under pressure he he's a bailout check down guy sure and and we'll wait and see on the reg now. Injury, which, by the way, what is the latest? What are you hearing on Ragnar?
11: Yeah, um, we we heard from Dan today, and they, you know, it sounded like they were concerned initially that it was going to be kind of a long-term, serious injury. And and since then, it sounds like they've gotten mostly good news. But but Dan did say at his press conference today that that doesn't mean that he's going to play this week. And and if he's saying something like that this early in the week, I would imagine. That, that Frank is probably going to miss a game or two, but it sounds like this isn't a long-term thing. It, it doesn't sound like this is something where you can expect him to be out for the rest of the year, go on IR, things like that. But I would assume he probably misses a game or two um, based on, on what I'm hearing. And so, um, yeah, that, that'll that be a challenge to, to protection a little bit. Um, obviously, Graham Glasgow has filled in very well at center, but I think the problem then is who fills in for Glasgow at right guard. And Colby Thorsal kind of struggled in that a little bit. Yeah. Um, their other options haven't been very good either, but to get it back to JMO, yeah, I think, I think it's a fair question to ask about whether he can have that kind of deep ball chemistry with, with Jared Goff because we just haven't seen it consistently yet, right? Um, I think they've been trying to work in some of the little shorter stuff because they haven't just been on the same page that. And, and listen, throwing a deep ball to someone who can run 20, 21, 22 miles per hour can't be an easy thing, and it's something that probably takes a lot of Uh, adjustment to, but it's also not exactly Jared Goff's biggest strength either. He's more of a kind of medium range accuracy guy than, than a deep ball. So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that ever kind of develops that chemistry because it has been a little bit now, but um, yeah, I think there's, there's warranted skepticism there.
1: You mentioned that right now could miss a couple of games. It's not as bad as first feared. You're looking at the schedule. You're looking at the reality of positioning right now in the NFC that the Eagles are Niners unless there's a collapse. One of those two are one and the other one's two. Lions just want to maintain that three so they avoid the Cowboys or Eagles. Whoever comes in is that wild card out of the NFC East. And I think you have, when you look at the Bears, even the Broncos, decent defense uh, for the Broncos, had a shot to beat the Texans but lost. Uh, Those are winnable games uh, from Sunday to six days later on that flex Saturday night game. You still get Minnesota at home to end the regular season. You go to the Vikings, who are struggling at quarterback, and obviously the big one at the Cowboys. As I said in my opening huge opinion today, Jeremy, I find it hard to believe this team could do any worse than twelve and five to finish.
11: Yeah, I mean you certainly hope so, um, and and that would be you know plenty I would say. To in fact, I think twelve wins pretty much clinches uh, the NFC. North, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, because um, the best the the, Saint, the best the Packers and the Vikings can be is, is eleven and six um, where they're at right now. So if they can get to twelve to five, twelve and five, that's that's ideal. That's you know going three and two down the stretch. Um, but you know I wouldn't I wouldn't guarantee all of that, right? You know they struggle with the Bears at home, so I don't think this week is by any means a gimme. And, and you mentioned that the Broncos are a pretty. They're playing good football right now, regardless of whether they lost this week or not. And those Vikings games feel like toss-up games as well. And then there's the big, bad Dallas Cowboys waiting in, uh, in Arlington uh, later in the month. So, um, you know, the, I, I wouldn't say all these are 50-50 games, but I think the Lions are going to have to play better than maybe they are right now to get to that 3-2 and two mark. Um, of course, at the same time, are the Packers going to win out? Are the Vikings going to win out? Seems unlikely, um, although the Packers do have a very – favorable schedule ahead and coming off a, a big emotional win against the chiefs. You, you never really know. Um, but you know, it, uh, truth be told, like they're in a really good position right now. I think it's, it's important to kind of reiterate that. Um, it seems like I, I'm with you. I think, I think the lines are barreling towards that three seed. I don't think they're going to lose. I don't think they're going to drop a seed to the NFC South winner in particularly because they have the, the, uh, the, tiebreakers overall. they, they swept the NFC South this year. Um so, as long as they, they don't have a, a, a big collapse here, you know, a one and four finish, or, you know, I, I think they probably still win the division. If it's a two and three finish, um, I, think, I think they're going to win their first division in 30 years.
1: By the way, uh, the Twitter talk that Bobby LaFleur, one of the refs who may be related to Matt LaFleur, not calling that pass oh interference late in the game, uh, that was a gift. And the Packers' schedule is winnable. Uh, to win out, but the Lions are three up in the loss column right now on the Packers and the Vikings, and that's pretty cool sitting at 9-3. and three. Jeremy Reisman, pride of Detroit. Follow them on Twitter, online, Facebook, and more. Lions NFL Insider always uh, delivers great opinions. My man, thank you so much. I think, did we lose him? I think we lost him. Hey, you might want to check that, bro. That's uh, two or three times in the last week when I say goodbye, there's that squiggly sound, and it's happened. You might want to check our phone system. All right? That's been three times in the last week, and I'm not having any more of it. Okay? You got me looking at me, right? Me and you? Right here, we here? Right here? Right here by the mic? We good? Okay. Jeremy, I love his opinions. All right, you have the NFL action with the Lions and the Bears. On Sunday, we have... The college football playoff numbers are already posted on the DraftKings sportsbook app, big board. You have Big Ten basketball that started. Wings are playing great hockey, and also the Pistons and the NBA. Uh, Almost on a nightly basis, you can get in on the hoops action, and the DraftKings sportsbook has a huge offer for new customers. If you download the DraftKings sportsbook app, use code HUGE when you sign up. You can score 150 instantly in bonus bets, just for betting five bucks on the Pistons or any NBA game, win or lose, you'll get that instant one hundred and fifty in bonus bets. And best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable with twenty-four hour, seven support. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want to. No hassles, simple and easy. Just download the DraftKings sportsbook app now. Use that code Huge when you sign up, and new customers. Can get that 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the Pistons or any NBA game. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. Must be 21 or older. Physically present in Michigan. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Matt and also Joe, Joe and St. Joe and Matt and G are listening on 96.1 The Game. Your huge opinions are next.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
8: Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $10 coupon like I just did when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week and get a Meyer spiral sliced ham for 89 cents per pound with M Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M Perks ID limit 1 and save even more with M Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices in-store and online. For big deals and great quality, shop Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app.
1: distillery
4: get your groove on everybody get friday december 15th at soaring eagle casino
7: robin thick same show same night montel jordan
4: tickets start at 53 dollars. on sale now at the box office and etix.com party hard slide into smooth Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle
1: Casino and Resort. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back live across Michigan on a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. A couple callers have hung around, want to get their thoughts before we're done. Let's go to Matt in Grand Rapids listening on 961 The Game. You're on The Huge Show.
3: Hey, how you doing, Huge?
1: Hey, Matty.
3: Hey, congrats to your boy. Uh, heck of a season. Uh, look forward to watching him next year. And then I just wanted to ask you, if you're Brad Holmes, how do you not pick the phone up and call J.J. Watt and just ask him how much just to come back for the rest of this year in the playoff run? I mean, people forget that he played college ball at Central. He's a Midwest guy. He's hinted a couple times in media recently to how many Lions fans have been, you know, uh, giving him the suggestion on social media. Have you heard anything like that? And if I mean, if you're not going to call him, there's no sense in calling anyone else. I don't think anyone else would be worth it. But he had 12 and a half sacks for an Arizona team last year. I mean, you take away Hutchinson, I don't think we have 12 sacks as an entire team. So, I'll listen off air.
1: Yeah, thanks, take Matt. Now, great idea. If you could score J.J. Watt, that would be unbelievable. And if he was going to come back and play, it would be for somebody where he could win. And he does have those Midwest roots. Quickly, let's go to Joe in St. Joe, Michigan. i got about 30 seconds. What's on your mind, Joey? All right, hey, Hugh, Joe. I totally agree
7: with everything you said about they're going to pick Alabama over Florida State. That's a no-brainer. They've been the most dominant program, since, come on, in the last 20 years. They're going to put, put an SEC team in there, bottom line. So that's number one. Number two, uh, I was in the same section as you last week, and we you had that blind that was puking. Well, this, <laughs> last, this uh, Saturday night, I went to the game, and guess who was in my section? Connor Stallions.
1: so If you were right by Connor Stallions, what would you say? I don't know. You know what? And, buddy, I got a role for a network break. I'll comment on that tomorrow at 3.
3: Big, bad, huge.